Welcome to Healing Talks with the Bat, episode 2, hosted by yours truly. I can't wait to share this message for you, for us, in this moment. No matter what time you come across this message, realize it was intended for you to receive what is being said. Now, before I get into this episode, I'm going to let you guys know I am a little bit under the weather, so please excuse how I sound right now. But I wanted to do this episode because I wanted to share the blueprint for how to free yourself from self-rejection. It's the feeling of not being enough. But as I'm recording, I realize there's an important question we must confront first. And that is, how do I get free from others rejecting me? It's one thing to reject yourself, but it's another when being rejected by others. The person you are today and the person you'll become stems from how you deal with rejection. And you guys are probably like, but how can rejection be a good thing when I gave the very best years of my life to a man who walked away from me? Or but how can rejection be a good thing when I worked so hard at my job, yet they let me go? Or but how can rejection be a good thing when my parents never even told me they loved me. But we're gonna learn to see rejection the way God sees it. The reason why rejection hurts is because it doesn't just injure our pride, it injures our heart. See, in order to even experience rejection, you have to first have hope. And when rejection happens, the hope of being accepted shatters. The thing about rejection is, is not accidental. Rejection will leave you feeling like you've been left out in a storm alone. How many of you have felt like you've been left out in the cold? Maybe it was your best friend who secretly hated you, or a family member who you loved and respected, who talked behind your back. Or maybe it was a lover who you shared your deepest traumas with, and they turned around and caused you pain. But you felt like you had been left out in the cold. And see, I wanna tell you something about me, guys. Rejection has been like an oxygen that I breathed my entire life. From a very young age, I learned blood isn't always thicker than water. Often, we must be very cautious of the people closest to us because betrayal never comes from your enemies. So growing up, I experienced the most rejection from the people I love most. I was the black sheep, as my father once referred to me as. As I grew older, I questioned, what did I have that caused others that I loved to dislike me so much? I was the only girl and the youngest. I had three brothers, two of them being from my father's previous relationship. And growing up, I realized that I was being treated very differently than my siblings. See, I only lived with one of my brothers growing up, but I realized that my parents loved comparing me to him. It was like I was never good enough for them. My father, who committed suicide in 2018, 
was a Christian man to the world. And don't get me wrong, he provided for his family. But behind closed doors, I experienced the most verbal, mental, and physical abuse. Often being left with bruises for small things like breaking something or texting a boy on the very first phone that my father bought me. Fast forward, when I was like 14, maybe 15 years old, I was actually dating my son's sperm donor. And one time my father went through my phone, found out I was dating a boy and took my phone away. And I thought to myself, you know, that would be the end of it all. But it was actually the beginning of my hell. See, from the age of 14 up until my father's suicide, when I was 20 years old, I was not allowed to have a phone. I actually got my very first cell phone while being in college. So throughout my high school years, my son's sperm donor had bought me a little track phone and I would hide it from my parents in order to be able to communicate with him. But prior to all of that, prior to having the phone, I had a love for books because that was all I had. I had no outside communication with the world. See, while many of you were out on a nice summer day, out at the beach or barbecuing or at the pool or even at the park, I was stuck in my bedroom day after day after day. Sometimes I will listen to the radio. Sometimes I'll read a book. But the best times were when I was counting down the days to go back to school because that meant some type of outside communication with the world. And you guys are probably wondering, how was I being shown rejection if I was always in my bedroom? But my father always found a way to show me rejection even in the comfort of my jail cell or to others, my bedroom, right? And so growing up, dealing with this rejection, I convinced myself of that lie. I latched on to the lie that I wasn't good enough. And when my father's suicide happened, I thought my hell was over. But then I began with the grief of not only feeling like my father left me and I wasn't ever good enough for him to continue living, but my need to be loved by others became a very bad addiction. I remember throughout the years, it got so bad. It was like I craved love from other people with friendships or relationships I thought that I was going to be able to bear the weight of rejection that I carried in my heart. And I asked myself, why did my father resent me so much? For so many years, that rejection made me believe that I was the problem, that I was not worthy, that I wasn't relevant. I wore the rejection on my heart that I believed This world will be better off without me. And so in moments where I would open up to people about needing help, 
they would immediately walk away. They proved to me that I was disposable. Have you been there before? Where you allow people to stay in your life and you survive off the breadcrumbs of their attention. But the attention that they give you has always been for the benefit of themselves. That rejection will distort your perception of your value. But I want you to know something. Before the sperm even met the egg, you had value and a purpose. God decided you were necessary. And if he can decide you're necessary, then how dare you allow other people to determine that you don't matter? And I'm going to tell you something, whoever you are, that ends today. When you are living your life to honor God, even people's rejection of you will serve God's purpose for you. I need you to understand whoever left you out in that field, that's not to your disadvantage. That is to your good. Rejection is the training ground to your purpose. Many of us are too focused on who walked away that we tend to forget who's never left us. It doesn't matter who overlooked you because if God is for you, then who can be against you? And so guys, let's talk about how rejection can either make you better or bitter. Every rejection that I've experienced in my life has trained me for the character and the skill to walk in my purpose. It positioned me to be found by the people and things I didn't even know that God was using. You may not know this, but God will use people to position you for what he has for you. God will place your name in rooms you didn't think you had access to. Let me tell you guys something. Recently, I was working at a hospital, and I'm not going to say the name, but I started realizing that because of my boss's jealousy, because of my light that disturbed her darkness, she slowly grew a hate for me. She slowly began picking on me for things that had nothing to do with my job. She'll accidentally forget to put in my hours, resulting to me not getting paid on time to switching my schedule from remote to in-person without notice, to claiming to forget my name when new doctors were being introduced to my colleagues and I. So eventually, she did decide to shut that door. But what she didn't know is that I was covered by the blood of God. It got to the point where I realized God was doing something way bigger than I could ever imagine. I mean, trust me, even as a child, I was picked on because of my light. But I realized doors needed to close so I can get in position to what God needed me to do. And many of us, I'm sure, are holding on to feelings of being unworthy because some have walked away from you. Many of us have had people attached to us, but the moment you stop giving them benefits they begin to detach from you. The mistake we all make is when someone who begged for our attention, who love bombed us, who suffocated us, when they begin to detach, we begin to focus our energy on them to keep the person instead of letting go. 
I want you to know many people are meant to be your audience for God's blessings. God will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. Stop trying to keep someone who wants to go. There is no blessing in that. But one thing I want you to know is rejection will reveal people's role in your calling. You need to learn to become accustomed to the rejection. Learn to let it build your identity. And stop idolizing others' approval of you. People love to hate you. That's something that's inevitable. One moment they love you, the next moment they hate you. Some people love to see you doing great, but never better than them. You need to stop feeling bad about yourself because that opportunity didn't turn out the way you wanted or others walked away from you. Because what's for you is already yours. God declared it done. And something I learned being alone day after day, year after year, no one coming to check up on me, no one defending me, no one coming to protect me throughout my entire childhood is that when you have no one in your corner, you realize God is the only one you need. But when we experience rejection, we tend to turn inward. Instead of doing that, realize you are worthy. Many of you may feel isolated, damaged, but God will take it and use it for his purpose. Trust in the amazing author of your story. So to close it off, I want to tell you this. You are relevant, you are valuable, and you are set free. Receive your freedom. If you feel alone, I pray that you shall live. I speak peace and comfort over you. I speak life over you. And I pray that you're brought back to life. Repeat after me. Say, I am free. Come on, let me hear you say it. I am free. And with that being said, I'll see you next week for episode three of Healing Talks with the Beth.